we asked students, like, what's most important to you in, in a tutoring solution? The majority of students said that 24-7 availability, being able to just talk to anyone when you need help, was more important than being able to meet with the same person. My name is Ish Bade, and I'm the founder and CEO of Virtually. And this is Reshaping Education, where we discuss boot camps, online education, and how the internet is changing how we learn. Hey, everybody. Ish here today, joined by Ali Murray, founder of Upchieve. Ali, so great to have you here today. Would you be able to introduce yourself real quick? Absolutely. Yes. I am the founder of Upchieve, as you mentioned, and Upchieve is an ed tech nonprofit that provides free 24-7 online tutoring and college counseling to low-income high school students in the United States. Wow. Yeah. And I remember stumbling across Upchieve when I was scrolling through the YC kind of company directory and was super excited to learn about Upchieve's mission. Obviously, very ambitious. And even though you went through YC on more recently in the last few years, the company's actually been around for a while. Could you walk us through that journey of founding Upchieve? Obviously, you come from the finance world, so really curious how you go from operating in Wall Street in New York to running a nonprofit. It must have been quite the journey. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm happy to talk about that. So you're right. I started my career in finance, and I actually came up with the idea for Upchieve shortly after starting in finance, starting work. And it was really inspired by both my experience as a student and my experience as a working professional. So as a student, I actually was a low-income student myself. And being raised by a single mom who was an immigrant and really experiencing firsthand just how hard it could be to get support when I needed it, whether it was with schoolwork or with applying to college, that really made me motivated to try to find ways to give back and support other low-income minority students. And when I started working this full-time job in finance, my first job out of college, I found that even though I loved volunteering and had done it a ton in college, that there wasn't really an easy way for me to continue volunteering and giving back at now that I have this full-time job. So those of you who know anything about finance might know the hours are pretty terrible. So I was working 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on a good day, and I, I didn't have a lot of control over my schedule. And so I really thought that So when I tried to find a volunteer opportunity, I was searching for virtual volunteer opportunities. I wanted to do tutoring and college counseling. Those were two things that I felt that I knew a lot about. And I was shocked that there wasn't already an option out there for someone who wanted to volunteer to help out with students online, tutor them late at night or on the weekends, et cetera, really on their own schedule. And so that's that was originally the reason I came up, how I came up with the idea was wanting to build this platform that would enable students to get help whenever they needed it 24-7, as well as volunteers, people like me who are working professionals to give back whenever they had the time. Yeah, I love that, Ali. I obviously, as somebody who's worked in the education space, I understand like exactly how big of a task this really is to provide around-the-clock support, very difficult. And you've, I think in our conversation before this, you've talked about how difficult that was. So maybe take us back in time, give us, give us the timeline, and help us understand what were the alternatives at the time. If you were somebody from a low-income background and Upchief wasn't available, what else opportunities do you have available? And then walk us through, I guess, just the timeline from you leaving finance to building up Upchief to a point where you could provide 24-7 support, because I know how difficult that must have been. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So I think to your first question around the student experience pre-Upchieve. So if you're a low-income student, you are more likely to attend a school that doesn't have any sort of like extra supports available. So they may not have any sort of tutoring offered in the school. You also probably have fewer college counselors, people in the school or school counselors that are able to help you navigate applying to college. And so in general, in their school, they're getting less support. And then in their homes, the majority of low-income students have parents who have never been to college. And so their parents may not feel comfortable helping them with schoolwork or navigating a college application process. That was very much the experience for me. And so that means that in their home, they're not able to get help. And the time that they actually need help the most is often when they finally sit down to do their homework late at night. It's maybe 10 o'clock at night. And at that point, the only people they could talk to are their parents, right? Like their teachers aren't answering emails at that time. And so a lot of the students that we've talked to have told us that they'll search the internet and maybe they'll spend like hours, in fact, trying to search the internet and figure out and understand how to do something or they're watching videos on YouTube or on Khan Academy, but that isn't always enough to really understand when you're really stuck. And what we heard from students is that before Upchieve, if they did get stuck, sometimes they would just give up or sometimes they would waste a ton of time trying to figure it out. And so I think that was the thing we were really trying to solve. Some students have described having access to Upchieve as having a really good friend or an older sibling that they can reach out to any time that they're stuck on something and get help. So that's what I think we do for students. In terms of the timeline, yeah. So just to give you a high-level timeline, so I came up with the idea in 2016, but I was working this full-time job and I, I couldn't afford to quit my job. So I had just graduated college. I had student debt and there was also this pressure. It was, I mentioned that I grew up low income and my first job out of college, I was making three times as much as my mom had ever made in her life. And so there was definitely the sense of having made it and so not wanting to let her down or leave the job if I wasn't sure. And so it was definitely, it was a process. So it took me two years. It was late 2018 when I finally quit my job at JP Morgan to work on Upchief full time. But between 2016 and 2018, I was trying to build it from scratch, like working on it in the evenings or on weekends even though I was already working these crazy hours. And we didn't make a ton of progress, but what I essentially did was I was able to find people that were interested in and cared about what we were trying to do to sign up as volunteers. And I was able to convince open source contributors to essentially build our platform. Our platform is open source. And so we actually, even before we had ever raised a single dollar, had built a platform that could connect students and volunteers, had recruited the volunteers, trained and certified them, and had actually secured our first partnership with a local organization that was serving students. And so that's where we were at about 2018 when I quit my job. So I didn't raise any money. I didn't really serve a ton of students, less than 100 students at that point by the end of 2018. And yeah, today, just to give you the end point, we've reached over 20,000 students to date across the United States. It's not just me anymore. We have raised money. We've raised over $5 million. And I have a team of 19 people. And we have grown a lot. I think it's really crazy to me sometimes to look back and think about the process. But, but yeah, we've come a long way. Wow, that is an incredible story. And I think one of the things that is 
so unique about your model is the fact that you guys specifically target low-income students. Now, may seem a little bit interesting to listeners of the podcast. Talk us through how exactly you do this, because not only are you targeting low-income, you're actually saying no to people who aren't from low-income. So I'm curious to hear about the decision-making that went into kind of excluding some of the demographics that you could have gone after the potential market here and why you or how specifically you're going after these low income folks. Yeah, absolutely. So when I was coming up with this idea for Upchieve, I I really I wanted to build something that I felt would be able to close opportunity gaps. So I'm sure Ish and I'm sure a lot of listeners know that there's this huge gap between low income students and high income students in the United States in terms of not just their academic achievement in high school, but how likely they are to enroll in college and graduate from college. And so I wanted to close that gap. And I felt that the best way to do that was by serving low income students specifically. In the United States today, most high income students do have access to a tutor or even a private admissions consultant if they need it because their parents can afford to pay for those private services. And so I wanted to build the platform that could provide those services for free to students whose families couldn't afford to pay for them. And so that felt like the right way to actually level the playing field. If you look at a solution like Khan Academy, where they're open to everyone across all countries, And then you actually dig into who uses their platform. The majority of the students on their platform are not necessarily low income, especially in the United States. If we look at that population, the majority of them are not low income. It's a resource that I think high income students are most well equipped to take advantage of. And so I think that was something we wanted to avoid happening. We didn't want what would start as very limited volunteer supply to be like used up by by students from higher income schools that although, of course, those students need tutoring, too, their parents could could afford to get them the private tutor if they needed it. So that was the why to focus on low-income students. And it's been really hard. There's definitely been times where we questioned, are we doing the right thing? Are we slow? We're definitely slowing down our ability to grow. As you mentioned, we do have an eligibility process and turn away students that don't meet the criteria. So the way that we specifically target low-income students is during the sign-up process, we ask students to provide their high school name and their zip code. And so any student that attends a Title I high school or lives in a zip code where the median household income is below 60K can create an account right away. And we have an appeal process for other students as well if they do feel like they have a financial need that we're not capturing with those two quick tests. But for the most part, it works extremely well. The majority of students on our platform, when we do surveys after the fact, almost 90% of them are actually eligible for free or reduced price lunch in their school. So we are reaching the students that we want to reach. The majority of them as well, over 80% of them are actually students of color. So we have a ton of black and Hispanic students on the platform. And so the targeting that we're doing with high schools and zip codes is working really well to reach students who often have the largest barriers to succeeding in their academic journey. That's that is so exciting. And I think one of the things that I don't hear enough from entrepreneurs is this idea of just having total conviction in who they're building for and saying no to anybody else. And while that might seem counterintuitive, especially to Folks who haven't built businesses before, the reason that's so important is because you have, especially when you're getting off the ground, you have such limited resources, right? And you have to be crystal clear in terms of who you want to build for. And even investors might want to say you got to go after everybody. But as Y Combinator taught both of us going through the program is the way you become a 
a massive business and you serve as many people as possible as you start by serving a very small number of people, making them very happy. And so I'm just curious to hear, like, obviously, low income students right now, you've talked about high school and college counseling. Are there thoughts around where, say, that five, 10 years from now, you've completely dominated the space, like where you would want to go to next? What's the next big market that you see as an open opportunity for UpChief? Absolutely. So I think that both middle school and community colleges are high on our list in terms of expanding the age range of students that we work with. For us, our mission, I haven't shared this yet in talking to you, but our mission is actually around, um, it's actually, we're democratizing, we're trying to democratize access to academic support, but in service of ensuring that more low-income students have the opportunity to achieve upward mobility. And so that's actually the really important part of our mission. And so really, we want to serve all low-income students for sure. So that's really straightforward, serving middle school students and community college students and students that are essentially have not yet, are not fully on that path yet, potentially, to, to achieving upward mobility and helping them get on that path. I think that when it comes to serving other students, I definitely think we're interested in serving middle-income students in the future. I think that realistically what I hope will happen is that something Upchieve or something like Upchieve or maybe it's a combination of Upchieve and other platforms is have actually fully expanded access to tutoring and college counseling for all students enrolled in public schools in the United States. Because I actually think that tutoring and college counseling are, are really like basics, right? Like these are things that most students need at some point during 12 years of, during their 12 years of public education. And therefore, like we should be equipping students with those things. So where it's a failing of the system if we're not giving students access to those things. So that's what I would say. Yeah, like I definitely think that all students should have access to these, but I think we wanted to start with the capacity that we have and make sure we're reaching students in high school and low-income students in particular, because that's where we felt we could have the biggest impact in increasing students' chances for upward mobility. Yeah, no, I hear you, and that is so cool. One of the things that you guys have talked about, which is this 24-7 around-the-clock support, and I'm really curious in terms of like how you guys are able to do that. And that, I guess the pro- process to being able to achieve that, because that is really hard, especially as any startup kind of gets off the ground, to be able to provide student support anytime they need it. It sounds something very futuristic, but you guys have done it. So walk us through the secret sauce a little bit in terms of how operationally you were able to build that on the back end. Yeah, absolutely. So at its core, Upchieve is a two-sided marketplace, right? So we do have some really difficult dynamics there, balancing supply and demand on the platform and and making sure that we can be available 24-7. I guess the first thing I'll share is we definitely, we market ourselves as 24-7 and it's a really core component of, even as we scale, we want to make sure that we're able to provide the support 24-7 to students. So that's our promise to students. And it's important for some of the reasons that I mentioned before around students not necessarily knowing ahead of time when they're going to get stuck and need help. And so we need to be there no matter what time they realize that they need the help, in my opinion. So the way that we we did it, so the first thing was really realizing that there was a natural overlap.
gap between when students typically need help and when volunteers are typically available to help. So most students are making requests actually later in the evening. So 5 p.m. to midnight, like that's a like a sweet spot. And that's when volunteers are often most able to help. If you're a working professional, it's after work that you're typically going to be on the platform volunteering. And so if you were to draw the graph or distribution across times of day for when we get our requests from students, it, it matches really well to when volunteers are available. So that's the first thing that that helps us. <laughs> it's a really big secret is it's not as hard as people like assume up front, but I do think that's the first thing. And then one of the other things that I would call out is we actually have volunteers from not just across the United States, but across the world. So we do have international volunteers on the platform. It surprised me the first time to, to learn that like people in other countries cared about like American students education, but they do actually. I think that that was, it was a really cool learning for me, but we have volunteers in tons of different countries. Part of what drives this is we, uh, we partner with companies, so large, like Fortune 500 companies to recruit volunteers. And it's actually a revenue stream for the organization. So when a company partners with Upchieve, we give them support in engaging their employees as volunteers on the platform. And then we also, they, and they pay us. So we get funding in the door and we get volunteers in the door and some of these companies actually have lots of international volunteers and specifically want volunteer opportunities that they can offer to all employees. And so that's been something that has really helped us in delivering on that 24-7 promise. Yeah, that sounds like such a win-win situation for, I guess, both the companies you're working with, but also Achieve, but like, like a double win, like a bonus, like the fact that you're getting paid to get volunteers. It's it's like you you basically hit the gold mine in terms of just like operational logistics for a business. That is so cool. I agree. Um, (laughs) One of the things you've also mentioned was that Upchief has taken a very unique model to tutoring that I think other companies haven't, which is like a lot of other businesses kind of pair students with tutors that continuously work with them. Whereas Upchieve is on demand and something that you wanted to share was how you guys recently completed a case study and was able to show the impact of this model versus the traditional model. Are you able to talk about that a bit more? Yeah, I would love to. Thank you for the opportunity. But yeah, I think that tutoring has gotten a lot of attention in the last the last two years from the pandemic. I think a lot of people are excited about tutoring as a potential solution to learning loss and getting students caught up. So that's the context. And what I've seen is in, what we're seeing across the space is there's a lot like hyper focus on one specific model of tutoring, which they call high dosage tutoring. And it typically is, like you said, a student's paired with a volunteer and they're going to meet with that or they're paired with a tutor and they're going to meet with that tutor consistently, for example, every Monday and Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. And so it's the same time, same days, same amount of dosage every week for the same person for uh, over many weeks. And so that model there's a lot of research about that model and the research shows that it works. The problem is that it's also a very expensive model. It's a very, a model that's very difficult to scale. And so our approach is really, and I won't say that I knew ahead of time that it would work out like this, but what the reason we landed on our model is we actually asked students what they wanted. So I think that's really key. It's, it sounds super simple, but when we were building up sheet, we asked students what they wanted and YC's we, motto too, build something people want. <laughs> Yeah. So exactly. simple. It's so yeah. simple. 
But that's how you build a billion dollar business. So we asked students, like, what's most important to you in, in a tutoring solution? Is it more important to get help when you need it, like that the support's available 24-7? Or is it more important to, like, meet with the same person every time and have a great relationship with your tutor? And actually, students told us that the majority of students said that 24-7 availability, being able to just talk to anyone when you need help, was more important than being able to meet with the same person. And I think most of us can probably agree. Think about any of your own experiences, even in adult life, if you're trying to get like tech support for something, right? Like you'd rather talk to just like anyone than the one person that's your destiny. Like you need to be able to talk to somebody whenever you need the help, right? And it's not worth waiting to talk to a specific person that you like usually. And so that was a really key learning for us. And that's why we, one of the big reasons that we built the platform to be on demand. Another reason that we built it on demand was around trying to utilize volunteer time really efficiently. The very first version of Upchieve did have volunteers on fixed shifts where like we said, you, you wait at your computer from 5 to 10 p.m. on a Monday. And that that was a waste of volunteer time, right? We want volunteers to be using their time really effectively and only volunteering to actually work with students. And so this on-demand model that we have is super efficient use of volunteer time. Students make requests and then we pair them with a volunteer who's available at that time who wants to pick up the request. And students are the ones that are in control of everything in our model. They decide when they get help, what they get help with, how much help they need. So every, on what, like they are in control of everything about the model. And so what we actually end up seeing is students are so I think there's a couple things. So first of all, students are actually making requests when they need the help. So there's usually when a student makes a request on Upchieve, an acute need. They have a question that they are stuck on right now on their homework. And so I think that ultimately leads to more productive tutoring sessions. If you're meeting with somebody every Wednesday at the same time, you may or may not have an acute need or something that you're stuck on when you meet with them. And so I think that a tutoring session Upchieve ends up being higher impact for that reason. And then I think that one of the things that's really different about our platform is the average dosage level on Upchief, so how much tutoring a student gets over the course of a year. It's lower than these other traditional models because, again, students are the ones choosing when to make the requests, but it's actually highly personalized. So in a typical program, every student is getting 50 hours of tutoring over the course of the school year, and some students may need more or less than that. And so in Upchief, students get exactly the amount of tutoring that they decide to get. And I think that just ultimately means that we're more efficiently just distributing the volunteer time. So those are some of the kind of the values behind why we do this model of on-demand tutoring. And then the thing that I told you about, I was really, really excited about that happened for us recently was we completed our first research study and it was a randomized controlled trial. Um, it was funded by the Gates Foundation and the, and run in, in partnership with a research agency called Mathematica. And the results were really good. So this is one of the first studies on an on-demand, volunteer-powered, low-dosage tutoring model that Upchieve is. And we were actually able to show the same effect size 
in standard deviations as what the most highly regarded, like high dosage tutoring programs have been able to show with way more, with five times as much tutoring as we were providing to students. And the kind of the headline is students were doing an average of nine tutoring sessions in math on in our treatment group. And that actually was enough to improve their percentile rank on a national math assessment by nine points. So they actually improved their rank by nine percentile rank points after just nine sessions. And we're really excited about the results and hope that it gets people thinking there's maybe more than one model of tutoring that could work. And in fact, if you ask students what they want out of a tutoring platform, it might end up looking really different than I think what most for-profit ed tech companies have been building. Yeah. Wow. This is incredible, Ali. And I know as our conversation comes to an end, I'd love to leave you with this one last question, which is, how are you measuring Upchief's impact? What is your success criteria? And as the business continues to evolve, what is that North Star that you and your team are looking at regularly to figure out if you are actually moving towards accomplishing or achieving your mission? Right. Yeah, I think the North Star for us is the number of students that we're getting to this impact threshold of amount of tutoring or college counseling on the platform. And so as we do more research, we'll be able to hone in on this number better. But for now, it's we want to see students get over 10 hours of tutoring or college counseling on the on the platform. And so that's a pretty good threshold based off of the research study that we ran. I think that the reason we set that is essentially there's three big dimensions that we think those tutoring and college counseling do impacts students on. So there's academic achievement, which is their grades, their test scores. There's academic mindset. So one of the other learnings from our study was that students had really big gains in their academic motivation and engagement with math as a result of the tutoring as well. And then there's college knowledge. Like how well do you understand the college application process and, you know, how to find a good college that works for you, et cetera. And the services we provide on our platform are all in service of building these three key assets that we believe students need to achieve upward mobility. And so the kind of key indicator is how many students are we getting to do enough tutoring and college counseling on the platform? And then in terms of measuring outcomes from there, I think that obviously on the quantitative side, our RCT study was a was a really big um really big win for us in understanding the impact of the platform. Another thing is just when we ask students, right, we do surveys of our students regularly and 97% of students who have used us 10 plus times say that Upchieve has improved their grades. And then I think finally, I don't know how everyone listening in will feel about this, but I think qualitative feedback to us really matters. Like we we talk to students all the time. That's why the platform looks the way it does. But it's also one of those things that really keeps us going and makes us confident that what we're doing matters. And so we just gather so many students. Students are constantly sending us emails or writing feedback after their sessions, telling us about the ways that Upchief has changed their life. So many students will tell us, you know, that they're the first in their family to go to college because of the support they got with Upchieve, or they were able to pass a class that they were failing, and now they're in a much harder class than they ever thought they would be in, or they're not afraid of math anymore. And so these kinds of stories are so critical to us. I think it's easy to get stuck in the numbers of like, how many students did you, how many students did how many sessions, or look at the research study and say, okay, we need to get all these students to this specific number. But I think at the end of the day, it's really what students tell you about how you're impacting them. Yeah, exactly. I absolutely love this conversation, Ali. Thank you so much for coming on. For our listeners, how can they learn more about Upheave and keep up with you on social media? 
Absolutely. Yeah. So the first thing is visit our website. It's upchieve.org, U-P-C-H-I-E-V-E.org. I mentioned a little bit about our volunteering experience, but it is awesome. It is something that can fit into anybody's life. So I really encourage you to check it out. It's super easy to volunteer with us and extremely rewarding. The kids that we work with are so dedicated and really trying, trying really hard. And so you can help them in their journeys. And then I think if you're an investor and you're listening in, we are raising money and we're looking for people that would donate their typical check size to us. And so if you're interested in that, please reach out. If you want to get in touch with us about anything, just email hello at upchieve.org and we'd love to talk to you. Thank you. Allie, thank you so much for coming on. Listeners, I'll include all the links in the show notes and we'll catch you next time. If you enjoyed that episode, would really appreciate a review or a subscribe on the podcast player of your choice. It really helps us get the word out. With that, this is Ish signing off.